ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. It's okay. It comes with the territory. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. Let me see that. Family members. My beloved. Dear friends, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International. <coughs> with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 632, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. And yes, we're back to daily reading. I did try to take a little break. And so we split up the services, or the service, and, uh, but we're back to daily reading of the Bible. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures, allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 24, verses 1 through 10. Shall we pray on this Wednesday night? This will be our prayer time. My youngest daughter, Danielle, sent me the Wednesday night prayer meeting, or the, the Wednesday night prayer list but I can't open it for some reason uh, on my phone, which I was going to use. Um, but we're going to pray over a prayer list <coughs> tonight, and we'll get that squared away and get back on track with that by the grace of God. Let's pray for God's help to pray, to read His Word, to teach his word, to preach his word, and to obey his word. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name. <clears throat> thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, help everybody under the sound of my voice uh, to not listen to my voice, but to pray to you with the voice you gave them. 
I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is sitting at your right hand. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me <coughs> and my family and upon all of your saints who truly believe in you uh, across this country and around the globe. For you have truly been good to us. And uh, Lord, there is no human reason why that my family has made it uh, going on 35 years and have landed and has landed the way that it has landed other than your grace your mercy your love and how you touch the hearts of people sinful people to show us favor and I cannot thank you enough for that and I do praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical uh, blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, you have commanded us to have faith in God. Help us to do that tonight. And we do pray for the people who are hurting down in Florida tonight. Comfort them as only you can. And uh, Lord, have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us who name the name of Jesus Christ, who are saved and born again in my family and in the families of this nation and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our failures, and our faults. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits and consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us whiter than snow on the inside. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this day. And yes, the devil has fought me because it is Wednesday uh, through my own wife, uh, Marika White. Uh, but I'm used to it. I'm not ignorant of the devil's devices. You led me to tell her this morning uh, even if she is not saved, uh, she is to at least restrain herself and control herself as a human being for many have done so but Lord my prayer is that she would humble herself and believe in you Lord Jesus Christ for her soul's salvation so that she can have the help of your Holy Spirit to do right <coughs> And so, Holy Father God, for those who are saved in my family and around the world, 
Forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults and failures. And crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us. Tonight, and fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. And deliver all of us who are saved from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight tonight, Lord, and every day of our lives. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will help us to humble ourselves uh, as for those of us who are saved in my family across this country and around the globe. Help us to humble ourselves and help us to pray, help us to seek your face, and help us to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and help us to get back to you, our first love by your grace, your deliverance, and by your power. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, indeed, as I have mentioned earlier, for the salvation of Marika White and everybody in our family on both sides who may not be born again. They are religious, but lost. And I pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know your Savior. And Lord God in heaven, I pray uh, not only for them, but for all of the people in their families listening tonight, uh, all single people who are listening tonight. And Lord, I pray for the salvation of the lost in this country, in the Ukraine, in Taiwan, and across the country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, revive, I pray, those of us who are saved, heal those of us who are sick, if we approach you in the right way. And Lord, uh, comfort those who are grieving and mourning in Florida tonight, in the Ukraine, uh, and from the coronavirus plague. And Holy Father God, I pray that tonight you would lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears. Fill us, Lord, with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver uh, everyone in my family who's saved and all other Christians listening tonight and all Christians everywhere around the globe. Lord, that you would deliver us tonight from all of our uh, afflictions and distresses. Uh, some many saints are in distress tonight all across Florida from one of the biggest hurricanes that we have seen in a long time. Comfort them as only you can and deliver them from their tribulations, troubles, trials, and temptations, tests, and tensions, as well as we ourselves. 
And Lord, we pray that you deliver us also from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles, and difficulties that we are facing. And uh, Lord, thank you for remembering mercy and grace while you chastise us as your children and you rebuke us as your children and as you uh, punish this sin-cursed world. For those of us who are saved, so that we would get back to you, our first love, and for those who are not saved, that they would come to know you as Savior. And Lord God in heaven, thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. And I continue to pray that you would continue to protect millions of people from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, and a utilities crisis in a real sense. And Lord God in heaven, I do pray that you would uh, protect, Lord, my family and all of the other families listening tonight and participating tonight and all of the other families around the world who are saved, all of the saved families particularly. And we pray for the salvation of the unsaved families. But Lord, I pray for special protection from the onslaught of demons attacking and killing people and hurting people and murdering people, raping people and robbing people all across this country. This country has never seen such violence in multiple places like we're seeing today. And so, Lord, I pray that you will protect my family and all of these other saints. Protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will place upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. And give us all sweet victory over the world, the flesh, the devil, and sin. And uh, <coughs> wash and cleanse our souls and spirits and hearts and minds in the precious blood of Christ. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. Have all that we do and say tonight to be done for your glory, praise, and honor. And for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, grant me and all of us your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray, to read your Holy Word, and uh, to understand it and to comprehend it and to obey it and to teach it and to preach it. For your glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. <coughs> Let me just sing a little bit of it. Glory, glory. This pastor who's singing this song, I know him. He and I worked together many years ago. He's one of those pastors who can sing and preach. I lead my when I laid my burden down, that's Pastor Michael Benton. 
out of uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia. He and I used to work together a long time ago. Long time ago. I, I think it's been, wow, almost 40 years ago. But looks like he's still going strong. Glory be to God. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 1 through 10 is where we are. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, <clears throat> thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. at Proverbs chapter 24 verses 1 through 10. Be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. For their heart studieth destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He openeth not his mouth in the gate. <clears throat> he that deviseth to do evil shall be called a mischievous person, or a mischievous person. The thought of foolishness is sin and the scorner is an abomination to men. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small, shall we pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. And I thank you for uh, how you deal with us uh, as you remind us of your eternal and a powerful word. And uh, Holy Father God, help us to take heed to it, to comprehend it, to obey it, to live by it, and to share it with others, to teach it to others, and to preach your Holy Gospel to others as well. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, as we move on to the next section of our standing between the living and the dead devotional service. May I say, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. <clears throat> 
This is episode number 176. <clears throat> and we're at Psalm 18:11 He made darkness his secret place his pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies The storm thickened and the clouds pouring forth torrents of rain combined to form the secret chamber of the invisible the invisible but wonder working God pavilion in impervious shade faith saw him but no other eye could gaze through the thick clouds of the skies blessed <coughs> pardon me Blessed is the darkness which encurtains my God. If I may not see him, it is sweet to know that he is working in secret for my eternal good. Don't forget that. Just because you cannot see him does not mean God is not working. Just because you can't feel him. Uh, my Baptist costal saints who love to get a feeling and, and to have a feeling. God never told you to live by feelings but by faith and so even though you may not be able to sense him or feel him or see him uh, God is still there and God is working his will to be done and this is why Jesus Christ commanded all of us as I prayed earlier have faith in God. <clears throat> Even fools can believe that God is abroad in the sunshine and uh, in the calm, but faith is wise and discerns him in the terrible darkness, in the hurricane, if you will, and threatening storm. Amen. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for this sweet, powerful, timely devotional and great reminder. And Lord, thank you for showing me for years ago that much of the Christian life is being reminded by you because in the words of D.L. Moody, we leak. Uh, we're not great containers as we should be and we can read the word and we can pray and be filled with the Holy Spirit and if we're not careful doing something we have no business doing two hours later so Lord uh, thank you for reminding us by telling us to read and to study and to meditate on your holy word uh, help us to do that in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake Amen. Tonight, for some reason, we are still in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. <clears throat> uh, 
we should be in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 however uh, all things work together for the good the Bible reads regarding the family segment nevertheless let every one of you in particular so love his wife that is a commandment that is not a suggestion and we need to hear more of what Home Depot says in their commercial more doing it doesn't matter how you feel I just told you you don't live by faith you don't live by feeling you live by faith faith is nothing you can't touch anything you can't see anything no feelings okay just faith in God and you 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 and you practice faith in God when you obey his word husbands it doesn't it doesn't matter how she acts as far as your love is concerned your love is not contingent upon her behavior as I told you last night if that was the case I would have been gone a long time ago same thing for you wives who are trying to make your husband do everything so wonderful and perfectly and just right before you move and for before you do anything uh, your love is not contingent upon his behavior it is the agape kind of love is God's love and doesn't mean that you may not like something but you know you have God's love in on the inside of you and I hope you know you cannot if you can't change yourself like you're supposed to I hope you know you can't change anybody else that's why some of you all uh, have heart problems and, and, and high blood pressure trying to change people you can't do that. that that's God's business you'd be better off praying praying without ceasing meditating on the Word of God you do your part brother sister you do your part don't worry about what other people are doing including your spouse uh, now if you're in charge of the of the relationship as a husband you have the right to correct her when she's wrong she does not have the right to correct you that's not her job say what preacher see I knew you were crazy that's what some of you women are saying right now I correct my husband all the time well, you're not supposed to do that. That's not your place. God will correct him. And I want to tell you something else. It's not the pastor's place either. Don't be bringing the you wives. Don't be bringing the pastor into your relationship. The church, all churches ought to gather together in every city. And hire a professional, uh, non-involved counselor or several counselors that churches pay into like on retainer for their church members to go to no pastor should be involved from now on in pastoral counseling of a married couple you're asking for trouble I don't care if you like it or not pastors leave it alone let somebody else take care of that work it out with your insurance company maybe they they can work it out where they can pay for it or whatever that's what you need to be doing
because most of you pastors are so weak in your own marriage and so henpecked, controlled, and dominated in your own marriage that you overcompensate on the woman's side in somebody else's marriage and you lose that man. And here's what you say, well, I got the wife and the children, that's all right. I don't need the man. Let me tell you something. The man in your church uh, is worth all of the family by himself. So, you can uh, like that or not. You need to win men to Christ and let the, let the husbands lead their wives and children. Because here's what's going to happen to you, genius, pastor. Uh, once that wife gets sick and tired of you and your evil and your foolishness, uh, on a whim, she's going to take her and her children and uh, go someplace else. Hundreds of women have led their families out of good churches. Hundreds. Hundreds. While pastors were playing footsie with the, pa with, with the wife of, a, of another man. Thinking foolishly, being taught foolishly, that if he win the wife over, he win the whole family. If mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And then I can use the kids against the father and all this kind of foolishness. And they are still doing it today. And that's why we have churches full of women and no men. So respect the husband. And you're not over the husband, Pastor. Okay? You, you might be over the church, but you're not over him. As far as his family is concerned. God is over him. You read the Bible for yourself. It's God, Jesus, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 11. God, Jesus, pastor? No. God, Jesus, husband, wife. And let, he's the pastor of that family, not you. That's how you have gotten into trouble. That's how you got the wife's telephone number. And you are texting her little cute, little demonic, lustful, flirty things behind her husband's back. And some of you devils, you like it so. And I don't care if you like it or not. And it's wrong. Wives, what ought you to do? The wives see that she reverence her husband, respects her husband. And uh, for those of you who are saved, it's still a choice, but God will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you to do that. See, wifey, you don't have a problem with, uh, with uh, your husband, truly, really. You have a problem with God. Same thing with the husband who does not love his wife. He, he doesn't have a problem with the wifey. He has a problem with God. Because, see, if you don't obey God in anything he tells you to do, you have a problem with God. And uh, uh, and God will deal with you accordingly. Wifey, you don't have a problem uh, with your husband. You have a problem with God if you don't submit to your husband and respect your husband. Because you disrespect God when you disrespect your husband. Now, saved women can understand that. I told my wife recently, 
she does not understand that so uh, uh, I, I I don't even it doesn't even phase me because I, I know that she can't even begin to understand that because she's not saved see because say see saved people understand this and if you don't understand it God will help you to understand it when it when it comes down to a born-again Christian listen to me very carefully male or female if you're born again God will help you to understand the lesson of obedience to him he has his ways and nobody can handle a man nobody can handle a woman like God but you must be his and the the saved people listening to me tonight deep down in their hearts they know I'm right and they're nodding their heads that's right particularly if they're with their girlfriends or they're by themselves <clears throat> And some with their husbands who are older. I know of pastors, and I love them. I, I can name them for you. Who went the other way, followed the evangelical lie. That if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, lie. Happy wife, happy life, lie. Who cares? I can care less about that. I, I, I have cast that back into hell for you men. Don't go fishing in hell for it. There's nothing but foolishness that has ruined families and churches. And there are hundreds of pastors who know I'm right about it. They did it with their wives and then they, they planted that mess in the, in, in, in the lives of families for years. And guess what happened? As soon as pretty boy Floyd, pastor Pentecostal, uh, charismatic preacher with the slick hair and the slick cars and, and gold and rings and everything else came to town. They went over there. They took the kids over there. The husband was already gone because you disrespected him in the church in front of his wife and children. And then you shamed him into buying uh, his wife, you know, everything you bought your wife with their money. So, and, 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 and they, left the, they left the good Bible-believing Baptist Bible churches to go across town to a circus, because that's what they're about, without the husband. The husband. See, if the husband was still in the church with the wife and the children, he would have stayed. When, when slick-talking um, false prophet came to town, because he would have had some discernment to say, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here in this Bible-believing church. It may be small. It may not be that exciting. But here I stand with the past I've had for 20 years. I'm not going over here to Pretty Boy Floyd's church. And the, and the, and the churches would have been solid to this day and standing strong to this day. Because the other thing you did by disrespecting the men, belittling the men, shaming the men, you know what else you did? Uh, the men left the, their wives in your church. Now you got a bunch of groupies trying to foolishly thinking that you're somehow going to fulfill all of their needs. 
And that's how you've gotten into trouble. You got a church full of women, no men, hardly. Okay? Because you have dismissed men. You, you, were, you were part of the work of the devil to destroy men in the church and in society. And now you have a group of people led by homosexuals and lesbians who want to destroy men completely from the face of the earth. But they hide behind racism. Black Lives Matter and that socialist group and other groups. You have been bamboozled. You have been led astray. And now you have run amok. May God help you. Those of you who are saved husbands, love your wives. And stop letting other men uh, have their way with your wife as far as getting her number, hugging her in the church every time y'all meet and all of that. No, you're jealous about it. That's why you ask about it at the house. And so you put a stop to it. And, if, and, and watch this. If she does not put a stop to it under your command, you go to Pretty Boy Floyd and you put a stop to it. That's it. That's all. I do not, I, I, I <clears throat> would not suggest you lay hands on them. But you can cash them outside. Coming out the church office. And just tell him to his face. Now, I have not always been saved, Pastor. And you haven't either. You're getting too close to my wife. And I don't want any closeness at all. Okay? And he's going to say, uh, yes, brother, yes, brother, and so far. And then to make sure he understands, you walk him to the, his black uh, Escalade. And uh, you take your fist, maybe with a ring on it, and uh, you put your fist through his driver's side mirror. And you smile. Now, you have a good day, Pastor. I, I want you to know that I'm very serious about this. And if you have my wife's number in your phone, don't put, you keep my wife's number out of your mouth and off of your fingers. And you just jerk a little bit like you're getting ready to do a Will Smith and that'll be it. That'll be it. It'll be over with. That's all. He said, well, he's going to call the police on me for uh, damaging his car. No, he's not. He's just going to get his car fixed. And he's not going to mess with your wife anymore. See, some of you husbands, y'all let too much mess go on too far. Acting like you're not jealous because you've been taught by the pastor and your wife and other women and other people in society that you ought not to be jealous. We all be brothers and sisters, my foot. 
It don't make me say something up in here. Some we all be brothers and sisters. My foot. Huh? We don't have we, we don't have that kind of relationship. See, see, they didn't teach you what my grandmother Bree Love taught me many years ago. Great grandmother Bree Love. Most of these grandmothers and mothers don't teach the children this anymore. And the pastor never preaches on it. God is a jealous God, man. And God has God and you are in his image. And so therefore you have jealousy in your heart for your wife and for your children and, and what belongs to you. And uh, you, you, if, if wifey wants to act silly minded, you might have to step in and say, no, no, that's not happening. Uh, don't you ever touch my wife again. I don't hug your wife, pastor. And so don't you ever hug my wife again in your life. Period. I ain't mad at you now. I'm just telling you. And don't ever call my wife or text my wife. You don't, you don't, you don't do a terroristic threat and say, oh, I'll kill you. You say, I've never killed anybody. <laughs> That's all you say. <laughs> That's all you say, man. Mm -mm. Yeah, say, okay, brother. Brother Pastor, God bless you. You have a good night now. See, if you had done that, if men had stood up for their wives and children uh, in the past like that, we wouldn't have the mess we have in the church today. I've, had, I've never had to do all of that because I made it clear to my wife that, that, that that's not going to happen, period. And I had no problem letting my wife know I'm a jealous man. And so don't do that. I don't give a flip who it is. Okay, because that's going to be a problem. My wife knew from Jump Street that was going to be a problem. And you husband need to make sure your wife knows that that's going to be a problem. So don't even put yourself in that position. But if you lose your mind and put yourself in that position... Uh, and you want to act silly minded, I will step in and I'll deal with it and I'll put an end to it. It'll be over. Let's pray for other people. Let's pray for all of these flirting pastors out here as well. Holy Father God, we do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, tonight for all of the people who are hurting, all of the people who uh, are suffering and grieving and mourning still over the coronavirus plague and other plagues. <clears throat> and now the hurricane tonight, uh, the plague of violence in this country. Comfort these people as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation. And Lord, we pray for some by name. We pray, yes, Lord, for the millions. 
but we pray for a few by name impacted by the coronavirus plague. We pray for the family and friends of California resident Sonia, Sonia Erickson. And we pray for the family and friends of Oklahoma resident Joe Ramirez. We pray for the family and friends of Indiana resident Sandra Flattery Nelson. Nelson. And Holy Father God, thank you for your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. We pray for Pastor Bershebe. Please bless them with the ten iron sheets for the Najanda church roof. Please bring about peace, calm, and reconciliation after the election's outcome. Please bless them to have many more uh, pastors' seminars. We pray, Lord, for Peggy. Please protect David from all ungodly relationships and save Dylan Andy, Olivia, David, Sebastian, Spencer, Marco, and Shriven. We pray, Lord, for Vicki. Please heal her body completely. Bless her brother Bill in a supernatural way. And Lord, we pray for the people who have trusted in you and who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through uh, this pulpit down through the years and we pray Lord for not only these few but thousands uh, more who have gotten saved and who have rededicated their lives to you and Lord the same thing for all of the people that we prayed for just now we pray not only for them but the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years we pray for salvation spiritual family life protection and provision mental and physical blessings upon them all. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray for Edward now, Elizabeth, Oni, Celia, Maria, and Lord we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ. We pray for Kelvin, Oyinyi, Rob, Anthony, Benju, and all others. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, tonight, if you're with us and uh, you do not know whether or not you will go to heaven or hell when you die, please listen up. God wants you to understand from his holy word, the Bible, uh, that you are in trouble. Uh, you are a sinner, and I am a sinner. We all have sinned against God. We all have broken God's Ten Commandments and laws by lying, by stealing, by lusting in our hearts, uh, at people and things, coveting what other people have by dishonoring God 
and taking his name in vain by dishonoring our parents, by committing adultery physically and in our hearts. For Jesus Christ said, if you lust after a woman, that means if you today you look at pornography and you masturbate while you are looking at pornography, another woman that you don't even know, or man, or whatever you're doing, even females are looking at pornography today, you're committing adultery right there wherever you are in God's sight. And then some are committing homosexuality. All of these are sins and abominations against God and His laws and commandments. For the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you must understand that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin, always. Even in this life, the court rolls on with doing what it has to do. It has to do that for us to have some order in this country and some uh, safety in this country. I'm thinking about uh, a story that's going on right now out in California. A woman, a single woman, living in her house by herself. A homeless man is living on her front porch and, and the police won't even come and get that man off the front porch. Down in New Orleans tonight, uh, the city, the police, they're hiring, uh, and, and remember that, remember that back there, they're hiring citizens to be police officers right off the street and they can smoke marijuana because they don't have enough police officers and whereas rape used to be a high priority crime uh, the mayor and everybody down there they're saying now that that's no longer they got over a hundred cases of rapes recently and nobody's investigating nobody's trying to catch these perpetrators do you see why we need the courts do you see why we need police officers Without it, we have chaos. So uh, we 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 all face punishment, a penalty for sinning against God. In this world and in the world to come, Romans six twenty three says, "For the wages of sin is death." This means that you and I, we're going to die because of our crimes against heaven, against God, against his commandments. Our bodies will go to a grave as soon as we die. But the real you will go to that awful place called hell immediately. <clears throat> to be tormented, to suffer forever. And what God wants you to understand is that if he will allow you to die from this earth as a punishment through death, he will allow you to go to hell 
and pay for your sins if you do not believe in his son Jesus Christ if you reject his son Jesus Christ who suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God hell is a very real place you should not want to go there and no you will not be partying in hell with your buddies Jesus Christ preached more on hell than all of the prophets in the Bible he preached more on hell than all of the uh, apostles of the Bible and he preached more on hell than he did about heaven hell is a very real place Nobody's trying to scare you because that's not going to work. I'm just stating the facts to you of what Jesus Christ said. And Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell, fire, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And so, dear friend, hell is a very real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. But I do have and hell is bad news but I do have some good news for you Jesus Christ gave the greatest news in the history of the world for Jesus Christ said the greatest words in the history of the world to mankind when he said in John 3:16 one night for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life <clears throat> all you have to do dear friend is to just simply believe in the Lord Jesus Christ he paid your sin debt that you owe he paid for all of your sins past present and future he is the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world and all you have to do is believe in him you don't have to join a church you don't have to shake the pastor's hand you don't have to take a chair in front of the church you don't have to receive the right hand of fellowship you don't have to give a one thousand dollar seed offering <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> you don't have to give any money to the church. 
you don't have to sing or shout or speak in some unknown tongue to be saved. Jesus Christ told you what to do. Believe in him. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross. The innocent Lamb of God for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Trust in him. Pray to him and call on his name and ask him to save you. For he said, the word of God says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So in sincerity, if you want to be saved tonight, believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, was buried and rose by the power of God on the third day, and call on his name and ask him to save you, and he will save you. If he can save me, who hated his preacher, who was a father, who hated going to church and uh, cursed and swore and said he would never be a preacher like his father to his friends, if God can save me, he can save you. Repeat after me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I've sinned against you repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I believe with all of my heart in you, Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that you suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. And that you paid my sin debt that you died and was buried and rose from uh, the dead on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit Help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, If you believed in your heart, wherever you are in the world, you may be in the Philippines, South Africa, you may be in Paris, France, you may be in Rome, Italy, you may be in London, England, you may be in China, Shanghai, wherever you are if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ 
and you pray that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart according to the Bible the Word of God you are now saved from hell and on your way to heaven may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and calling on his name now to help you grow in the faith and to become a strong Christian disciple please go to gospellightsociety.com and get my free book titled what to do after you enter through the door Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture so dear friend get that free book download it quickly read it through and you will have the next steps important steps you are to take to be the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be uh, if you have a prayer request email us at the email on your platform where you are or you can email me directly DW3 all of my children uh, and all of my staff have access to my email and phones and everything else and it's always been that way and <clears throat> and um, go there and go to my email dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and uh, send us a prayer request ask us a question uh, and also let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you also uh, dear friend, um, may I say to you from now on every day, pray and read your Bible every day for the rest of your life. It's the greatest thing that you can do as a Christian. <laughs>